Hola amigos, it's the only Latino in the podcast, Rafi Manzor. Ooh, I'm black. <laughs> is she going to do Paris? <laughs> Wait, don't do it. Sure, we ask you to. Wait. What are you afraid of? Do Tell me your candy? deepest secrets. I want to know what fucks you up. Like, when you think about that, it's so weird that people always go to, like, clowns and, like, terrifying things. But that's not the real fears of us. We're, we're scared of, like, being alone, not having money, having to go out and perform, you know? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you're hitting the nail right on the head, Nunu. I think I've never actually been scared of a clown. I feel like if you're... it's I think, I think it's fair to say that if you were, you know, at a haunted house and there's a scary clown that jumps out at you, yes, reasonable So fear. I saw a recent post about that, which was another fear, and this is just jumping right in, but I saw performers, actors of haunted houses with bruises, and how they get more hurt than you realize because people like to... Well, fight back. Right, or they'll like, you know, because they don't want to get scared first, they'll like put their hand out, do a kick or something. Like, people get really bruised, thrown back in their walls, karate chopped. I'm gagged. Yeah, and you're probably getting paid like $12 an hour. Right, these are just actors. Like, y'all chose to come here and get scared. Like, why would you fight back? Uh, but I think it's honestly a reflection. Like, there's a reflection here. What's the reflection? Who is that girl? Reflex. It's a reflex. Like some people really are about like fight or flight. Some people are. It's it's a real thing. So then go to the haunted houses. Yeah, if you you rip on through fight, if your first instinct is to chop somebody, do not go to a haunted house. That is just. I I know that I. When was the last time you went to a a haunted mansion? Well, let's talk about it. We went. We both went to Woods of Terror. Oh my gosh! Back we, in North Carolina. So Woods of Terror is, of course, just like any. You know, a lot of most states have this. You go to mm-hmm. out some woods somewhere. There's mud. See if there were, you know, not nice shoes. Um, and you always think about well. I, the first time I went to the Woods of Terror in North Carolina, I I thought it was like, going to be an actual trail in the woods with like people coming out of like behind. Of, yeah, right of trees, and then you find out it's like some annoying little haunted house where it's pitch black the entire time and like there's a maze. And, um, I think that's a not fair. I don't show that at all. I think it was. I thought it was a very interesting experience. I remember very vividly actually. I I went with. You felt traumatized. I went with my at the time my roommate and her person she was talking to Mm -hmm. um which you know i used to rag on a lot yeah you've called them fat on the podcast before um yeah (laughs) 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 um and i do you remember the waiting area and it's like you just like you go in and there's like this waiting area and there's people in costume and it's like snakes and stuff and i thought that was always so cute i mean yeah and you like avoid eye contact so they don't like come up to you i feel like no i feel like you stare at them so you see them coming like, if you are avoiding Arcado, then they can sense that, and they will more likely scare you. I, I think there's a, both strategies work. <laughs> and then you go into the maze, but I thought, I was, I was genuinely almost scared, honestly, because they were, like, really scary things. Like what? I, the jumping out, the one part where it was all pitch black and people were putting their arms over you, or, like, the pirate ship, yeah, or, like, that's, the other yeah, bus. Yeah, that's scary, but I'm, like, I would prefer a more interactive, like, woods... It's already just too much for me to walk in this trail, Mama. That was scary enough. Luckily, the group in front of us used to get scared, so I would know when they were coming because, girl. I mean, the question is, would you do one of those haunted houses that you would get your money back if you make it to the end? No. You would not. That's too scary. I just want to pay and go home. 
pay and go. Um, something that was not scary, but super fun. I think we got a shout out right quick. Was the Renaissance Festival? Oh my god, we just got back from the Renaissance Festival like five hours ago. Yeah, and people were texting me like, "Oh my god, are you here today?" And I was like, "No, I'm here the other day." Um, and I see a lot of people still wanting to go. If you don't know, it is the Maryland Renaissance Festival for the DMV area because I guess Virginia doesn't have one. Um, um, yeah, I guess this is the Mid Atlantic Renaissance. This is the DMV Renaissance Festival. But I'm sure there's is there one in Pennsylvania, maybe probably. Yeah, we're gonna go Pennsylvania for Renaissance. Um, this one held up. This one was a whole amusement park, y'all. I would say they had as as much acres of land as a small Six Flags. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, that structure must stay up all year because there's weddings there, it's a great little field event, and it was so fun, it was Rafi's first time, it was my second time. Mm-hmm. Um, Your I, sophomore year. I, my sophomore year, yeah. my first year in D.C., yes. Um, it was amazing. I, I, keep, I, I was more entertained by watching people than I probably ever have been in my life. Wow. Like, I know you were, um obliterated so you don't remember but it, it was really fun when i took you around and i want to use the word obliterated because i do remember a lot of people walking up to us and like seeing uh like talking about the podcast and hey do you have a podcast and um that was so refreshing to see everyone i'm glad that we uh know people that like renaissance stuff because i actually plan going back at a yearly basis. you don't even need to like renaissance stuff because i mean the dress code is very liberal. Very liberal, um, which I kind of made me more obsessed because I was like, whether it was Zelda costumes or like Roman Spartan guys mm-hmm. or like Game of Thrones, everyone was like, I'm going to dress up. And I was like, this is not the thing, mama. It's <laughs> funny because there's also people that were like, I would love to go, but I mean, it seems a little too like white to me. It was, and but in a, that argument. I understand that argument. I do understand that argument. It was white in the way that like a Disney would be white, not in like the annoying way. Like it was annoying, but it wasn't like annoying, annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I wasn't, I didn't catch myself being annoyed. I mean, were there micro, like were, sometimes shop owners wouldn't like acknowledge you when you walked in. And stuff like that. Like certain, I had that experience when I, I had just, my, I was just living my best life. But I was like, oh, hello, hi. Um, but other than that, I mean, everyone was very nice. I, I had a 10, 10 out of 10 experience, I would and say. And shout out to you women who are just wearing With the boots. The boots like, and the heels. And the corset titties were just up to the sky. Yes, yes. And some, I will say, there were um, a nice a nice little assembling of people, too. I saw there was cute people. There were... <laughs> there was ugly sexual, people. There was cute people. There was... There was, um, it, there was a BDSM fantasy going on. Yes. I, I realized, I think I could see people, like, finding Renaissance hot. Like, that's, that's interesting. I... I I don't think I would dabble into more than that. I think it's you're not doing Dungeons and Dragons after this, Mama. Uh, I was invited to Dungeons and Dragons. I, I know you were, and I think I'd be, be a bard, down. an orc, a priest, an I elf. I think I'd be down, but I think I would have to really just watch a game first. But they apparently have to be very immersive. You have to be. You're playing the whole time, and then I don't know, like, and you're imagining it all in your head, and it's a shared imagination. It's like being on shrooms, but not as fun. <laughs> I, I think I would do it if I was in true. <laughs> I was gonna say if you hear watch Nine Perfect Strangers, that's what it's about. It was like a share psychosis they went through. It was what she called it. It was really funny. Oh my gosh, should we do such a share psychosis experience? Oh my gosh, another one. Should we? Should we do shrooms? Which, uh, which is a fun segue because yes, people are really scared of this experience. 
Now, recently, Nicole Kidman, Regina Hall, all these great people did Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu, which mm-hmm. was essentially about psychedelics to see dead people. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was so wild because... Was that Nine Perfect Strangers? I thought that was the other movie. There was no, that was Nine Perfect Strangers. What's the other one? White Lotus. Okay. And that was crazy because I feel like, you know, my mom and other people watching like, this is how it is. Like, it's how acid and shrooms is. But it's just, it's, that's very different. Um, and there's still a fear around it, like a very intense fear, especially yeah. around certain age groups. I'm like, how are y'all not scared of cocaine? People will do cocaine and not shrooms. And that is interesting to me. That is very interesting to me. Because one is you're it, inhaling it. You're literally inhaling it. And the other one, if you... you I, there's so much more of a likelihood of you overdosing on cocaine than shrooms. You know what I'm saying? Can you overdose on shrooms? You technically can't, but I do think if you do like a lot of shrooms, you could you could literally you mean, you could throw fuck yourself, yourself up. Yeah, you could throw yourself off a bridge. I mean, I don't know. You could really fuck yourself up mentally. Right, too. right. So, but there's a fear that comes with it. I think people think you're gonna take it and you're gonna see some crazy baby clown. But if that's looking. your jump, if you automatically think that's what you're gonna see when you ju- take shrooms, honestly. Then you might actually see that because you're just. I think I've never been scared of psychedelics. I've actually leaned, leaned towards psychedelics. That's true. I wouldn't be doing them without without um, your terrible influence. So thank you. Well, I wouldn't be smoking weed without you. Well, what? Don't paint this picture. With me. You are more toxic than I am. <laughs> And you're the, the reason white, I don't drink alcohol. You're the white lotus of this group, okay? Sweetie. I'm Regina Hall. You are Nicole uh, Kidman, right of the show. No, Melissa was on that one. Melissa McCarthy. Everyone's on there, Melissa. You're McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. I saw I saw I saw I saw it. That's right. You watched it for almost the first episode. <laughs> and you were like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and then you didn't want to watch it with me. Just say that. Yeah, I think that's like your porn. I think that's when you have to woman out. Are there shows that you just want to watch by yourself because you have to like woman out? I don't woman out. I watch with my man. Which was it watching with you? Yes. <laughs> I think <it> was, <laughs> oh, you make him watch it. No. How do you watch this? Come on. No, of course you gotta lead your man to water. But <laughs> <laughs> once they there, they stay. <laughs> Am I right, ladies? This is the second episode where you just told me that he has a horse stick. I feel like <laughs> oh horse stick to shrooms. And it can work for you too, y'all. Um, no, but yeah, there was an initial fear. I mean, I was really scared to do them. Um, you remember I had you do them and I like watched you while you were yes. on them. Because <laughs> I was like... Actually, I, I, did it, I did a whole trip before you even even considered it. My second trip was with you. Right, right. Um, I was just like... Because I got thought like them, you think you're going to just like, you think you're like fucked up for some reason, right? You mm-hmm. think like internally, like, I don't share a lot, so then I'm just going to share everything or something. I think it's the fear of letting go. You have to trust yourself. If you don't trust yourself, you should not be doing shrooms. If you're taking any, I would say antidepressants, maybe, probably not shrooms either. That's not That does be clear, yeah. It's not for it's everyone. Be, it, it's not for everyone, but it is for most. Um, <laughs> because the, the experience is what number one for euphoric. most trips so it euphoric. is a body kind of experience the most that happens is like the dilation right things start to swirl not like a massive like the world is swirling just like tiny little things little distortions which is the funnest thing watching clouds distort but watching I, patterns definitely distort. not a, a new year's drug definitely not a christmas drug no it is a new year's drug no. if you get the right ones and stuff no 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 I will not suggest on new year's because other people that I you want to talk about our 
Yeah, the New Year's trip was the, probably the scariest I've ever got because it was like so self-reflective. I was like, am I doing everything right in my life? And, da, 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 da. and I was and like, that's where you went? Yeah, I was not having fun. I was so uh, as context, you know, shrooms allows your brain to open up different neural pathways. So your brain is kind of wired in a certain way. And while you're on shrooms, it kind of overloads it, right? And which does forces it to create neural new neural pathways, maybe you can get to less rigid thinking. So it is really reflective. Not for me. Rafi is always like that. I am always just concerned about making it through. You don't think you're rigid? I think I'm very rigid, but I think I have enough, I think I have enough control over the shrooms that I can feel myself fighting during the shrooms trip. Um, (laughs) Yeah, you fight it. You fight it. I fight it the whole time. And And so my main concern is get to the end, bitch. Get to the end. And to me, that's where that's where that's where the that's where I feel like more bad trips come than good trips. I agree. I think if you're in that kind of mindset, luckily I can control it. Like I can just because it's all in your head. I just want you to turn it off. I don't think I know how to. I I, I just want you to like. I really don't know how to do poppers. (laughs) It's like poppers. You do poppers. That's not FDA approved, Mama. I know, but you've done poppers. (laughs) I actually haven't. I you've never done poppers. I no reason to. Um, <laughs> I have I have watched Rappy do poppers at a concert though. So. Yeah, and I will say pop it, let, let it let it out. Don't 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 make me fight for it. I wonder if that's ever gonna happen for me. Like, is are you gonna let go? But are, see, the, are you gonna are you, are you, are you, fears? Like, are you scared of bottoming? I feel like that. I do feel like bottoming would be like too much of like. Letting go, someone like I think let, that is a lot of letting go. Right? <laughs> I think that is a lot of letting go. Yeah, let's um, get deep there. Let's open that move. Because <laughs> uh, then you have to be, oh my gosh. Because like your guts, you know. I mean, how does it feel to let someone else penetrate here? It feels great sometimes. Like most times, it does feel great. How do you like? If it's consensual. Let like, someone inside you. <laughs> <laughs> when you take a deep breath <laughs> some shit real tight <laughs> and breathe in yes uh, no it's, I will say it's, it's it's I feel like there's good experiences and there's bad experiences with that kind of stuff I will say I my mean, friend had a bad experience and she said originally she would never do it again and then recently she said you know I'll do it again <laughs> and did she like it more um, no she said she's gonna, she would try it again next time with us um, with us because I did it with her the first time. Anal? Oh, we're talking about anal shrooms. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> everyone thought you were talking about anal. Oh, no. You, oh, I thought we were yeah, No, everyone thought you were. Oh, no. None of my female friends have done anal. Sorry. Not just don't want to slander them because <laughs> girls hate anal. <laughs> it's like, damn. I imagine, a, <laughs> imagine a woman really doing anal. Um, apparently, it, it hits the right spot, you know? I, if I was a woman, I wouldn't do it. Cause it's not worth it. Like I already got one good hole, Bubba. <laughs> no, I'm gonna add. Oh, you are. You're. I see. <laughs> I don't. You're this pussy better work. You're, you're, you're that kind of wife. And <laughs> 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 hey, you that kind of husband. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You don't. Th- I mean, don't you think it's asking too much? I used to think, but <laughs> I've already got a hole. But now I say, you know what, bitch? Honestly. Then you, you got better, two holes you be doing something really right if you're not giving me all the holes. I will say that, honey. Period. I will say that if I'm licking your put, put, butthole, if I'm licking your pussy, if I'm licking every orifice of you, and then if you want to stick a little finger in my booty hole, that's fair game. Let me stick a little in your booty hole. I just think for partners though, do you think there's a fear there? 
Um, do you think? There's a, again, I will say, if your man doesn't know how to fuck, don't let him do anal. If you're not having, if he's never, ladies, if he's never made you come through the vagina, never let him. Also, <laughs> I'm saying like, right you know, first of all, let's get this step one. Yeah, yeah, I will say, ladies, I'm not, but I will say like. Especially for I, man, you can I was like, is that why people are in open relationships? Because they don't let themselves, you know, are they scared of completely letting go or completely like being, because that's me, like the reason why I could never be with someone who only sees themselves at the bottom or someone who only sees them as the top is that it would be very, A, a lot of pressure to have to bottom all the time, but B, I also like to pop pussy. I literally like to pop pussy and then I, if, I, if the person that I want to fuck doesn't want to do that, that's already a barrier. So to me, I think that's why people, so many people find them in an open relationship is because they feel like they can't ever so involved with one person to me right oh or my god i mean i would hope someone wouldn't feel so trapped that they would have to get in an over relationship just to top someone you know what i mean like that sounds very sad to me well i mean like i said to me that's sometimes that what what i notice is like um i i'll see like people that you are that are dating some like i've had like tops that have bottom like their their boyfriends or bottoms, like reach out to me for me to be like a top for them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's what I kind of experience. I get a lot because oh. that's the grinder mentality. Like that's all you see on grinders. You also have to know how to top. Huh? You also have to know how to top. Yeah, you gotta do both. And to me, you gotta do both. To me, you really have to be able to do both. And the but not everyone has rhythm, just like dancing, right? And I think rhythm will help you a lot a lot of the way if you've never bottomed before. But I will say I think that there are just questionable like tops out there that call themselves tops that just have no rhythm and no sense of actual like Raffi's biggest fear a top with no rhythm uh, yeah, <laughs> a top with no saliva either cause let me tell you when they rim it just feels like sandpaper oh yeah for sure ugh disgusting I mean if you're not using a water based lubricant water based it's silicone ain't it I mean both work it's like oh we, we're whispering silicone ain't it <laughs> Don't so whisper about the specifics. <laughs> uh, what a fear. What a fear. Um, what but, a mighty big fear. But going back to uh, the billion topics we went to, what I saw at the Renaissance Fair was a lot of people without fear. Surprisingly queer space, surprisingly space for people who might feel outcasted and left out. And so how do you get to that level of fearlessness where you feel like I'm going to be a kitty maid? Boy, yeah, I will say I saw people that would be normally more reserved in their like probably corporate space or girl, that was the false of a thing. Yeah, and I saw, people, like, I saw like people that are more introverted probably in their daily lives be very extroverted. That's and to me, that's why I really question these I, these like terms like oh I'm an introvert I'm an extrovert. You're a human being, and I don't believe there's a true. I don't think there is like a true. Just times when people are more. Yes, yeah. I will say that you I, you have to find your space. You have to find the space that for you if you. If you're calling yourself an introvert and it's just to me it co-signs like isolation we all like to isolate i like to isolate but am i an introvert no and I, luckily Can't i get them to shut the fuck up yeah yeah but then i feel like these are spaces where people certain like certain people that don't usually feel the community get to feel that and that's what really brought in my perspective is For like 28 dollars you too can feel a part of a community yeah <laughs> well, yeah and it's unfortunate that it has to be like that that most of the times that people these people have to meet each other yeah just dress like that all the time and meet up at starbucks mama yeah i i want more people to live in their truth i really want people to live which is which people is, look at me like i'm crazy when i wear my fur coat out for no reason and i'm wearing like sh- gym shorts and my fur coat right I, I i'm one of those people so yeah it, but to me 
that just I don't. I think it's camp. And I think it's drag. Exactly, and, and that's what drag is. Just living the fantasies you you wouldn't normally do in your real life, and that's why drag queens. I want people to lean into that because I think that people would be more confident and more happier and treat other people nicer. If they leaned. That's into true. That. If everyone got to live out their fantasies without them being afraid of what other people are thinking, there would be much more love in the world because people would just be doing them. Yes. And so people would be walking around on leashes. People would be. Dressing up like dragons, people would be in platform heels, and I say let's do it. So, how can we get that started? How can we freak flag? Ooh, freak flag fest. Freak flag fest, hosted by Wait Don't Do It. Hosted by Wait Don't Do It one day at scenic downtown Silver Spring. (laughs) We're gonna knock off this road. This road. I was gonna say no. This road. This road. Please. (laughs) Oh, we're gonna we're gonna knock down Dixon, which has already been in construction for quite some time. It's gonna be literally just Dixon. Bottom font. Not bottom font. The corner of... Oh my gosh. Super exciting news for Halloween weekend. Y'all want to party with the dame? You want to get drinks with Rafi? Because he's going to be drinking all night. We are judging a Halloween contest. Where? At the Upper West Side Cafe on M Street in West End. So make sure to go check check that out. Uh, If you want more info, we'll be posting it on our page on Wait Don't Do It Podcast. And also, um, all of our socials, duh. Twelve dollars a person. <laughs> but get a chance to party with us. Exactly. If you want to party with Barbie, <laughs> <laughs> you better pull up with the Rari. Right. Um, no. Is what's the theme? The theme is Afro Habibi, and DJ Gaston is going to be spinning a mix of international and, of course, current hits. And that's really what our brand is here at Wait Don't Do It. Right. Diversity, bringing up all the cultures together, and really celebrating the melting pot that is DC. I know y'all got. Yeah. New York, but DC is also that yeah, girl. Absolutely, and I would say you know you know the biggest melting pot of DC is Nuni Paris. Yeah, I am a pot, and they melt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm excited. Um, I I really haven't gone out in costume in a long time because of obviously COVID. And I would say you've got a costume every time. Is <laughs> <laughs> this like costume? <laughs> yeah, I mean technically. No, uh, no. According to the to the streets, you know, I am. Latina, I am a trans woman. You've been dressing. I you've been dressing a lot up. of these things, and, you, the, and the rumors are not true, y'all. You've, you've, been dressing, <laughs> you've been dressing up as a Latina for quite some time, which now. is so fun. Um, I'll let you all a little secret. This is my fantasy, right? I love being just like elusive, kind of who is she, what is she. Obviously, if you listen to the podcast, you know who the dame is, but the general public doesn't know what to make of me. And is that a fear? Is that a fear that I have that? People won't remember me when I'm gone. Um, is that a fear? That I you was have? here. Yeah, is that a fear? Do you want to be remembered? Because it seems like you don't. <laughs> it seems like you want to be remembered for. But I bet you won't fucking forget me after this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you to say that, and you'll, they'll give you a crown, girl. Um, is that a fear? I feel like you had that more of a fear. Obviously, you've struggled with this fear of death, but I feel like in recent t- years, you kind of wrangled that in, right? I mean, you used to have, no, I used think to I be think like, about death every day. <laughs> I do. That's lies. They're li- he's, she's I, I feel you. like you even talked about it in a long time. I mean, like, you used to be like, oh my God, dying. I literally talk about my fear of getting hit by a bus every day by, on a bike. I mean, dying. 
I mean, getting paid by the city. That's how I view it. Is that bad? Full traumatic. I'd be run over. I'd be in the fucking wheel. No buses don't go that fast. Um, how, how, how much speed it takes to get hit? Bus. I. I want. I. I'm sorry you if you're a bus driver. I'm sorry if you're a bus driver that listens to this podcast. But I bet you are not a bus driver that listens to this podcast because all those bus drivers are assholes. I swear to God, it's not my fault. That's all I'm gonna say. It's not my fault. <laughs> but in terms of the fear of death, so you, you, is it death in terms of like the idea of skulls and the Grim Reaper, or is it like you dying or people you love dying? People I love dying. I mean, I think about it. Yeah, I definitely think about death all the time because I'm like, well, I've never had that call where it's like, wow, this person died and it's someone I cared about. I've never had that. And right, and that's and that's super fortunate. I mean, of course, we know people, um, young and old, who have. News that friends die, cousins die, yeah. parents die. You know, it's it's very. Real. I've seen people like in my life die from high school, but like never friends. Sometimes it was surprised, like oh wow, that popular person died that everyone like loved. I've never had a friend die though. That no. would be intense. That would be intense. Yeah, I've known someone from my high school that died. Yes. Wow. And I remember, like, I've seen like I'll never forget, like. I mean, I've seen things like that. Like, I've seen, like, a girl find out that her brother died that went to the same school in front of me. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, yeah. I was there. My friend found out her grandpa died. That was wild. Was it? To me, grandparents... uh, To me, do y'all care about y'all grandparents? No shade. No shade. Well, uh, I think we should should talk about it. So, for a lot of us... um, and And I'm talking about those who've been settled here, obviously, in our country for longer we do have those kind of relationships it's kind of standard of the expectation that you have a you have grandparents and that you have a relationship with them and that kind of stuff. i will say but sometimes i notice like in in like real housewives or maybe this is just like because it's on tv or just like but i just noticed that sometimes these kids don't especially like it's i notice in like my family sometimes that the 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 kids don't really have a connection with the grandparents or like they don't really fully connect Right, I mean the relationship with the grandparents is like know, without like very... in, a, in a normal sense it depends on the relationship with the parents. You know what I'm saying? So if the parents are not on the same point, then the children won't have that connection. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can relate to you in that I don't do I have a connection. I went. I mean, I do, but I don't. Um, but I was like, I think it was my choice, though. You know what I mean? But like for you, I don't think you really had a choice in that. Yeah, I never. I, first of all, I never met my grandparents. Both my all my grandparents died. Um, my only, I think, my, well, I met my, my dad's parents, and they didn't really acknowledge me. And so, when they died, and I didn't feel anything. Right, right. Um, so I was a kid. I still have one grandparent left, but I was there when my grandpa died, my paternal grandmother, my paternal step-grandpa, when she remarried. Um, that's weird. But I also, I, I think it's a choice, though. I feel like I've never tried to attach to a lot of family members because I don't want to feel that either. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. It's too much. It's too many. It's too, I don't have that com- much capacity to feel. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. Like, I just have so, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of work yeah, to feel. You've so. also gone through a lot. Yeah, yeah, I have. And, I mean, I guess I have more of a connection now at this point. I'm older. I think when I was younger, I was like, yeah, whatever about my aunts and families. But I think now is because they've been around my whole life. I mean, imagine like 25 years just like gone like that. I've only been around since 2000. So We've already made it like a quarter of our life. So we have like two more quarters to go. I just got to 25. So it's like. You're 29. I know they sound similar, but it's five. 29. Five. When were you born? I was born in 1987. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right, man. Or did you have that ready? I don't believe that's the right answer at all. I don't think that's it. <laughs> Damn, I thought you were ready. Oh, shit. The educators of America, y'all. The busy educators of America. No, I actually talked to, to talk about fear. I talked to one of my clients who takes my psycho classes. And this person's an educator. And are they quitting their job at the end of the year? Honey. 100%. Honey, I'm she's trying like, to make it to the end because right now I don't know. She's like, I honestly, she, she said, I honestly never. It's see, too much. She's like, I cannot see myself doing this for the rest of my life. I this. Is I mean, me. first of all, I always feel like that. I think, I, I do think that's my biggest fear. One of my biggest fears. Like, I look, I walk around my school and I love everyone. Like, everything's cool. And there's some people I look at, I'm like, you've been here for like eight years. And I'm like, these are people who I don't 20 like. years. In 20 years, 30 years, you know, one of my coworkers at work has been there for like 30 years in terms of... But that's what you, but to me, that's what you're signing off for. You no, know, that's not. That. I've never felt that way about any job. I'm The only job I've ever seen myself having for a long time was being a professor. I never saw myself being long-term anywhere. So sometimes when I see people my age, like, y'all still here? I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's the plan? They're like, yeah, this is to teach. I'm like, that's it? I can imagine. I literally feel like... If I stay too long, I'll get trapped. And I'm, I'm always like looking like, all right, you're at um, three, four. You're at four years. You, you can only do back for five years anywhere or you, or it's going to go downhill. Like, I'm, I don't know if that's like me being crazy, but like I, but I'm only giving myself If you went back to school, though, you would I keep am. your job. You'd keep that job, wouldn't you? Maybe. I don't think that's, a, I don't think that would be possible. I think, honestly, would it? <laughs> I mean. Were you doing drag? Could I go and get a PhD and a full and, assistantship somewhere and work and do that? Yeah. Yeah, you could do assistantship, but would you work your full time job that you have now? I I mean, I'm I also trying to find an easy doctor right now, like some of y'all are doing. Okay. Who's doing easy doctorates? I mean, anyone doing higher ed, and that is not shade. I love everyone. I have worked at student affairs. I worked at higher ed. Obviously, we're all friends here. But y'all know, just like I know. We had a heated debate that you got very upset with me. Because I, 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 I like to... <laughs> I, I like to say, you know, I, I, I think that an interesting topic that I would say is that right now all educators are really struggling. I would say I think anyone that's dealing with educators... I think K-12 educators are struggling. Huh? K-12 educators are struggling. You were at university No. Okay, yeah. I'll, I, Obviously, can... they have their problems, but it's nowhere near. So, because they don't have to deal with them, they don't have to deal with a crying child <laughs> at a university. <laughs> have to do anything. I'm so, so are we at specifically K through twelve are being put through the ringer. Yes, it's garbage. Getting underpaid. Yeah, undervalued. Yeah, you, know, you sh- yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad right now. I would never do that. It's definitely the worst in I don't know since 1900s or something. Um, um but. That's why I think sometimes my fear for you as a friend, because you say that I have fears for you that you don't even have for yourself, is that you, but you do have those same fears. It's like, I don't see you doing a job for 20 years where you feel exhausted for the rest of your Right, life. yeah. I'm never going to do a job and for that so, long because I, I like to move, I like to move, you know, change but up. But to me, it's going to be like, when is your job going to allow you freedom? Mm, when you want it to. I mean, could I get a job where I have more freedom? Yes. 
could I just be a regular staff member and not be extra and just do what I got to do, leave, not give any my all? I, I could, but it's not my personality. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm going to get a job, it has to be... I've seen, no, <laughs> doo it leads more towards the latter. Right, because I have already given myself one time. I can't get, you know, my, my therapist today actually described what I do as having two full-time jobs and suggested I, I pull back. Um, I wouldn't do that because Raffi is a slave master. But it, it, it's an interesting concept. Oh, I what I would say is, to me, any job that you don't have control over your schedule... Or but I have control. I, I think what I, you don't I, have the control. I I think what you don't have is control. Any job, any job, any yeah, and any job that that's telling me that to be in in like a place is like and like forty hours and just and just telling me it doesn't have logic. I just that's no control to me. There's no logic in what in what our education system is doing. There's actually no logic to none of it. I think like. Like coming from the scene from the outdoor, like there's no reason why we're going back to school. Um, I mean, everything's back open. It's, you know why we're back? Capitalism is America. You know why I we're back? And I understand that, but there's no logic to it anymore. We've and so to me, like I said, in my world, I don't deal with that kind of economy. I don't deal with that kind of situation, and I don't feel like exhausted as you do a lot of the times. I feel tired because I do have. I still think that this is my full time job. I also feel like I have two full time jobs. But I feel like there are differences in, like I said, I think that work culture in nine to five spaces, especially your job, is aging. It's very aging. I feel like you. It, it can be. Luckily, I so don't. To me, I'm not a nine to fiver, but but that is nine to five. <laughs> it's a nine to five. It's a it's a job where you have to clock in and. The they know the man knows what you're doing, and to me that is like that's a nine to five. And that's, that's so. I mean, and, and I do me, think to that me, on a Tuesday, on a Tuesday at eleven o'clock, your day is spoken for. Period. And to me, right, which in your you know your day on Sunday at five o'clock is spoken for. And, and to, to me, me, I to can't me, do that but either. to me, it's like a hunting gathering kind of day. To me, I live a realistic lifestyle. To me, it's a little bit. I more think you. I think yours has less control than mine because I can take off and really. I'm given days. I can take off weeks at a time if I wanted to and not worry about anything. And I don't know if people that work your jobs have that luxury and I couldn't handle that. We, but we do because, like I said... Right now, you can be off for three weeks and no one say nothing? Um, I don't have that because that's just, like, part of the game. But I, like, especially now, now post-pandemic, I think I do have more of a luxury. I'm going to El Salvador. I'm still going to be able to train some people now because I have virtual clients. And so... Now I have a little bit more flexibility than I ever have, thanks to the pandemic. And so to me, that's why I think people need to be leaning towards more, is like a, a, a security for themselves after the pandemic. You, I, I noticed that. I noticed that and on my coworkers. We talked about that. And the difference is now is that we feel behind. However, I feel like we're still doing above and beyond. It's just that we're not, used to, we're not doing what we used to do before the pandemic. But my coworker also reported saying, you know, before, you know, I went to the doctor and my... I was at a high blood pressure level. And now, even though all is going on, I'm at back to normal. And I think we've all changed that mindset. Like, no one's killing themselves for a job anymore. And while I complain, I... I feel like you do. I, I feel don't. like you do. I don't. Because, like I said... Well, then... then that, but see, that still speaks to your job. Because if you're not killing yourself for your job, and you're still drained every day, and you're still... And to me, and like I said, you, I know you say, well, I'm doing the podcast as well, so that's what's draining about it. Well... Well, probably just doing one thing without feeling more energy. Yes, of course. But would you be as satisfied? 
I don't I don't know. Doing these drag pictures and that's it. Sometimes y'all <laughs> it's fun. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I miss the virtual world. I, I'm ready for me and my girl to go back to doing some virtual shows, you know what I'm saying? I I mean, cause I mean, let's be real. I did that for seventeen seventeen weeks. That's a job. Mm-hmm. And I was still working for and I was able to do it because I had the energy to do it and I could just do it at my house. Um, which, you know, some of y'all girls, I, I see a lot of current, regular drag queens shading virtual drag still, and let's not. I just, I, let's just not do that. Huh? You're being shady. How about being shady? No, the, I'm just saying I've seen girls on Twitter. Oh, shading. Shading virtual, virtual drag, like that, he just like. Oh, I, I think see, that's, yeah. I see a lot of comments, ridiculous. like, you remember we were all just running around with virtual drag, not knowing what to do, I'm so glad this over, and I just didn't like that, because I felt like a lot of us grew, and I do think you can pave your way, I think that's, I think that is a, a valid argument, I would rather do virtual drag than, and like I said, and I don't want to discredit one or the other, I think both are very valid, however, I think that sometimes people forget that a lot of people, some girls would find it easier to stand up and do kick, kick splits than to be able to speak to a camera and, and carry it, an it, audience. Exactly. I'm, I'm so, so fortunate for Callie Love and us. We have a great rapport. We have a great following. And people really do support us. Um, so we can make a couple hundred a night. And I can sit at my house, uncorseted, in a chair and drink and have fun. Versus having to show up to a gig for $50 and two drink tickets. So... Ah! <laughs> it's, it, I, and I'm not saying... Again, one is better than other because again, if you're a performer, you need a space to perform. And a lot of these, a lot of drag performers are physical and are acrobatic and are gymnastics. So yeah, you can't do a lot of that virtual drag. So I get that. I just didn't like the, you know, this idea that it was to different me, I because I feel like I do I, think that there's no. I I think there's no right way. A big drag. fear, I think, for me in this industry right now, what we're seeing, is that there's no real queer spaces that uplift queer people. To me, I think if, if you're a drag queen that has worked in that space, I've, no, I've noticed that drag queens have worked in spaces but do not get perks. Like, if you're a drag queen, you, should you ever have to wait in a line at a gay bar in D.C.? Never. Never. You are so funny. No, I'm this, obsessed. First of all, I'm, am I'm, I wrong? I'm obsessed with this fantasy. I've seen drag queens wait in line in drag. That, oh, you're saying they wait in line in drag. I thought you meant like out of drag. They had to still wait in line. You're talking about if they come in as a performer. No, or, or just in drag. In, in drag, yeah. If you if, came if my in bitch drag, came dressed up, let me in this motherfucking line. Per. If you came in drag, like right now, how you? Came, they should let me in regardless. Yes, they should, and they <laughs> wouldn't. That. They you know wouldn't. They wouldn't. I, I'm team that. You're right. I look this good. Put me in. And I would dare say, still even out of drag, because you're still. Like part of the the community, this to me in or out of drag, yes, you still bent, you still helped the community. You're still gonna add more excitement to the community. And to me, I'm I'm noticing that there's no real community in in in, in DC right now. And I think I don't blame people for wanting having this fear of these gay spaces. There's a lot of community, but they're in very specific. You know, yeah. there's, there's the kickball community, yes, um, which is giant, yes, lovely, exciting. and not all terrible apparently. Not and not all terrible, you know. And I do think it provides spaces. I mean, I think we need spaces for all of it. I I want spaces for those who are casually athletic, those who just want to be pretty, those who want to kick and split, those who want to get on a mic and talk some shit. You know, we need spaces for every single body, mm-hmm. every single body, body. Shake my body, body. Um, that's a great transition. 
Oh, I'm going to next time model, y'all. Um, um, fear hosting. of yourself. Am I scared of your skill? I mean, I think I am. Are you scared of yourself? I think I'm fully scared of my possible potential. Absolutely. And I, th- I agree with that, but... Like, for myself, too, I see that for both of us. I think sometimes that holds us back. But I, I think, think you're scared at all, which is a fun misconception people have of you. Well, again, I think that because I live in a delusion. You have to, like, live I mean, in... you do give candy muse. I see that. I do see <laughs> like that. that I 100%, like, that's what you give. I 100% see that. I 100% have started to see that. What people see in me is, like... Fearless and like I don't like I'm not like I don't have feelings apparently because what I've noticed recently is that like I'll hang out with people and then and like these are people that have known of me before I even known of them and like I'm over here like overextending myself trying to make friends and build relationships with them people I you realize who's only seeing you as like an object when like they don't like acknowledge like they don't talk to you even though you had full conversations with them before but then they suddenly start like changing on you and I do agree that people probably think like well he has better things to do he probably doesn't want to deal with me but then it kind of is a gaslighting just like this morphic feeling to think like am I too confident or am I too like the real much. fears are the influences y'all yes <laughs> it's like too com- it feels like you're too confident it feels like it feels like you're too much. And, like, and like I, I had I, someone I literally... This same person, y'all. This is deep tea. This same person literally was, like, um, uh, like looking at me the entire night and then had the audacity to say, oh, do you see that guy over there? He's, like, really cute. Like, to me, that's really weird. Oh, here you go. To, to me, that's really oh, weird. Here you go. That's weird. How's it weird? Talk about it. That's weird because you spent your entire night looking over in my direction. And you, like, and when I tried to initiate a conversation, you were just like, hi, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, like, to me, it's like. Which is another big, I have two things on that topic, but I'll start with the big one. The fear of initiation in the gay community. And, and I, and you know how y'all, I want y'all to know, I'm so scared of initiating I feel that thing. way, too. That's what we kind of debate, because I'm definitely the kind of person that I want the other person to initiate. But, but, but once you initiate, I got you. But I feel like, I say it's not problem, I don't want to say problematic, but I feel like you are in a role where you have to initiate, and I, which is not fair to you. However... And when I don't I, want you blocking your blessings because your fear of and, initiation. You know what I mean? And I do, but I do, but that's an initiation. Like me, like trying to like talk to you. I need like, you to start telling people I like you from the. Don't do that. Never mind. That's a girl. Don't do that. Um, I want you to because people already think I'm too like confident. Like I said, I feel like it because like this, wrong with cause me the person. Either. First of all, the person that this person was telling me that was oh my god, you see me so cute. I guess they were doing it in the same way that, you know, even if you're in a relationship, you're like, oh my God, that guy's really cute, right? He's hot, right? You know what I mean? But to me, it's it's definitely like, I'm not thinking about you right now. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I have my own. Because life. you can't, because then you'll it's see too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you can't do oh it. God. I get and, it. I get and the it. minute that starts happening, y'all, I can see it, and I don't, I don't appreciate it. I don't oh, think it's God. attractive. It triggers me to high hell because it was a definite. I can barely say the sign because it probably does listen to the podcast. Apparently, I but, feel like you should just initiate, and maybe you'd be more. No, because I, I guess I, no, because I'm realizing that I'm also like attached, like I'm attracted to this person that is like 
more like let's just say I'm not, I don't hope this isn't really like I also, I you know how to pick them. <laughs> this was a uh, anyways so there was there was this person and then the, there was a more aggressively like Sagittarius in the room right and the the the, the fire sign was so much more aggressive obviously like, fire sign yeah like very that. that's you what you have to do and to me I'm like it's too <laughs> too much to me it's too much to me I was like okay but are they getting is, what they want. Huh? Are they getting what they want? What do you mean? By being aggressive? Towards me? Towards, you know, their their prey in this mating ritual. Yeah, when they do that, to me, it automatically does not give me... When someone's very aggressive, I sometimes lean more towards the fawn than the... Right. And so, and so like I said, I did it... Which is my favorite position. Huh? Which is my favorite position. I always be a doe. You want to be the doe? Yeah, never be a buck. You gotta be a girl. And to me, I, a... to me, I'm over here saying I do like to be approached, but I don't like being approached, especially except when they do it in like a. And uh, he, this person <laughs> was not doing it too much. I will not say. But when I saw it right in front of me, I leaned more towards the fawn than I did being approached. And so, like I said, when it's been interesting because I have been more initiative. I guess I do have to be like, like I don't know how much more I can initiate um, <laughs> with with my flirty nature. Date me, date me. But I do notice um, that this is an interesting kind of cycle that I've kind of been thrown into with this whole TikTok stuff in this dating culture. Is that like I notice that people it's just, just the image that people don't realize like how much it. The pressure is to like even upkeep in that regard too. Yes, I'm like I, I'm like people expect you to be at 100 all the time. I feel that way because as as you know, I've only I don't go out and when I'm not in drag. And number one, because I want a separation. I think it's healthy to have a separation between my boy self and you know new Paris. But at the same time, it's because of fear because. As everyone has told me, I look drastically different <laughs> out of drag, and it almost feels like, well, damn. You know what I mean? Like, you feel lesser. You don't feel as attractive. Or you don't feel as people want would want to talk to you unless you were in drag. So it becomes like that as well. And to me, I like I said, I, I and I see that. And I do see, like, that's a common trend amongst drag queens, that they, they feel more confident Com- in... Huh? Well, some of these girls look like themselves in it. <laughs> A lot of these girls. And that's not shade. It's just a fact. It's shade. 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 Because they're not thinking, oh my God, I'm ugly. They're just thinking, I'm in, I'm in the judge so I can feel confident. You're such a mean girl. You're such a mean girl. You're going to have to cut this out 100%. Am I? Oh my God, wait for it, y'all. There's going to be an awkward cut right here. <laughs> and that's shade. Yes. I was listening to the podcast. Some of these today. girls look how they look. Out of drag, we get it. You hate these girls, <laughs> and you know it's, you don't. There's no need for that emotion. You're telling these people how to feel. You're telling these people how to feel. Oh my god, you're toxic, <laughs> toxic meat girl. And I said you would die in Candyman. Oh, if y'all if y'all want a good scary movie to watch on Halloween, <laughs> um, Candyman is amazing. Are we DC's made. messiest podcast? One hundred percent pure love, <laughs> pure hate, pure shade. One hundred percent pure shade. Pure shade. I'm just saying, like, obviously, with my transformation, it's pretty drastic. So, like, and you know, we've gone places, and people who I've hung out with have not recognized me. I've been asked if Raffy bought a friend or is that his boyfriend. Like, it's very, yes. 
is very drastic. And I'm surprised because, like I said, I see... Because you've seen it from literally the beginning to the end. So, obviously, you know what I look like. But everyone else, my therapist... Also, if you go to therapy and drag, that's cunty, like I did. Um, (laughs) My therapist was like, who (laughs) is this? She didn't know it was you. I mean, Uh she was... Obviously, she knows I did drag. She was like, oh, I get to be graced by Nunu. She was like, wow, you just look so different. And, you know, it's just a dame. I don't know. I don't know. Classics heard you with a paintbrush. Oh, my God. And you <laughs> did drag just to manipulate the situation. You are doing too much. Oh, my God, girl. I'm doing too much. I'm having to be in drag right now because I'm a therapist. <laughs> I know that's what you saw. I knew. No, I, my schedule's busy. <laughs> yeah, you I have know. to come after <laughs> drag. I know. Yeah. I'm so busy. I have to be in drag. <laughs> right, right. I know. <laughs> All I have to say, I, I'm sure myself and many other artists feel this way, that yes. drag brings a confidence and they don't feel as, as cute. You know, out of drag, or people only want you when you're a drag queen, which is super valid. You know what I mean? Um, because they see you as an entertainer and not a real person. You know, Asia O'Hara always said, like, I don't want to meet people in drag because they're going to fall in love with the character and not, you know, me. And oh. I don't understand how people how, how, how people date in drag, um, especially these RuPaul Drag Race girls. I feel bad for them. You know, Cameron Michaels' video leaked. And what video? I, I think about how, especially what for video? gays, how can you go through being famous? What video? If the gays are just gonna attack you and leak all your news and all your pictures, you know what I mean? You ever think about that? A video you, of you, you think, you, no, just what video? Can I? Talk. I want to be specific. Here. Oh, I no, I want you. DC's busiest podcast. No, I want you to talk about what would it. What, I know what, 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 what is this pressure of having like your news and your sex stuff out there? Because oh, do I think like, I feel like it's gays? That's like the first thing that do happens. I think that like, my nudes are gonna be leaked one day. One hundred percent. Isn't that a crazy fear? Like, and like I, I started accepting it because I'm like at this point I'm okay. Like I, <laughs> at this point they're my real pictures, and that is a blessing, honey. Because <laughs> you know. I, Back in the day, that when you were 300 pounds, you had to like manipulate pictures, but not anymore. Now they're my pictures. Can't relate. As the catfish queen of the as the catfish queen, honey. So right now, I'm like they're my pictures. They're my authenticity. I'm proud of everything I got. And like I said, I think it would make it a lot easier. I know. I, I think it would cast a wider net. I feel like point. dating would be even even a different lead because number one, you're like, oh my god, I'm a regular person. Oh my god, there's someone pretending to be me because I'm famous. Also, oh my I, god, my news are leaked. Oh my god, they already see my news. Do they care? Also, also, be, period. It's not even about leaking. Do I 100% already believe that people that have I have fucked in the past or I've sent news in the past have recognized my stuff and probably like, wow, I probably already have his news still. Yeah, yeah. So you, my news are probably already out there in the gay in the gay world. So like, as a gay, your that's nudes so are, are out there already. Yeah, and and I, you don't think oh, fear? 100%. My client was behind me, and I opened Grinder, and my nude was already up on my Grinder, and he looked at, he was like, "Oh my god, I saw your butt." I was like, "Is it cute?" He's like, "Yeah." So it was like at that point in the gay. I community, mean, obviously, as gay, you good. have nudes in your. I mean, that's just it's, it's gotten to the point where like I think that's a good sign though. Like if my nude, I just wouldn't want my sister to see it. I just wouldn't want my. That's why I keep thinking about like you're thinking about the other. But thing. they're not attached to the gay. Community. Community, so they really unless like I, I don't have any gay cousins you know what I'm saying so like I know but like what if a bitch y'all try to get another job after this like I say you know what I want to be a regular real estate agent or something after this bitch or what if you meet someone years later and they're like oh my god my partner's news are on the fucking internet but Raphael's Raphael bleep bleep is not Raphael my full name is not you know 
my full full name, which is what I apply my jobs to, is not on the internet. So I don't think so. I right. think it'd be harder for people to find my internet. Cameron Michaels is real name is not really Cameron Michaels. So I think you'd be able to find their video. I don't know. We know who they are. You know. So, you so is this a video of her hole in the air? Like what's the video? Oh my gosh. What? You go on Reddit and find out, y'all. <laughs> and with that being said, <coughs> let's go. Let's see. <laughs> this is another messy, very messy episode of Wake Don't Do It, where we just explore some fears. Um, fears are something that you can control, that you can, that you can eventually, as you work towards uh, more peace, more security, that you can uh, get there by meditating by reflecting by really seeing what you're afraid of and going for that we're all gonna be afraid of something but we don't have to have that paralyze us right i'm still gonna go out with your ad raffi's still gonna get the night at the bar okay we're gonna keep doing what we're doing and on that note if you see me on tinder y'all and you're starting i want to be very clear if you recognize me i appreciate it um but is that a lead-in that I want? I would. <laughs> Please recognize that I'm famous. And then you can proceed to... Um, I think mine is like, show me who you are and then tell me you know who no, I want. I want like a curtsy, a bow. Bow, and then I'll talk. <laughs> uh, to me, I would pref- much prefer like, you know... A slide. Like, tell me who you, you are. You are trying to be Issa Rae so bad. Y'all are. Tell you, me. You, you just go buy you a regular guy who doesn't have no internet in Wyoming. Yes. And be like, yes. <laughs> I like, because like, I, you don't understand. The first guy traumatized me at this point. So I have, I realized like, that has been such a thing now that everyone who's been initiating conversation with me has been like, quick question. And I'm like. Is that not all your Tinder? Like, yes, I'm the guy from TikTok. I'm at this point. I'm going to. At this point, I am going to. But then people are like, but then you know, you know, you know. Then people start thinking that you're cocky. Yes, I'm not. But but I was going to change my actual name on Instagram to uh, that DC TikTok cocky rappy, DC TikTok guy. Because I've gotten that. And every time on Logan Circle, I'm walking. Are you that DC TikTok? Why the Renaissance here? Do you have a TikTok? I like when people say, "Do you have a TikTok?" Yes. I have a, yeah, I was just telling you guys. Yes. Period. That's it. Yes, do you? Yeah, it has like 100 followers. Oh, you mean the other one I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, did this, I did this for my therapist. I let my hair down at the end of the session. I had it all pulled out. And then oh it down. Yeah, it's called being the Dave of DC. But make sure you follow at New Parish, y'all. And Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the places. Where can they find Rap here? WDDI Podcast. Um... On TikTok, wait to do a podcast on IG, and yes, period. Period. <laughs> period. And again, you can see us for an Afro Habibi Halloween costume contest rooftop here in Northwest at Upper West Side Cafe. We'll see you on October 30th, babes. Adios. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs>